0: Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, The Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening.
1: Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio Advocacy and Gospel News for the Persecuted Church. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. Warren Radio Advocacy Broadcast for the Persecuted Church is a fast moving gospel news program. All correspondence and inquiries of the WIBR WARN Radio Network can be sent to us through our contact page on warren usacom Today is Wednesday, the 25th day of March 2020, and the scripture reading for this week is Leviticus chapter 1, verses 1 through chapter 6 verse 7, Isaiah, chapter 43, verses 21 through chapter 44, verse 23, and the New Testament portion is Hebrews, chapter 10, verses 1 through 18. Be sure to follow the WIBR Warren radio on Twitter at hashtag WatchmanIS216. Hashtag Warren Radio. On LinkedIn, you can find us by hashtag Watchman. And you can join us on USA.live or MeWe at hashtag Warren Radio. The Warren Radio Network is available through the following carriers Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, Castbox, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Deezer, and Podchaser. Be sure to take time to read the latest articles by the Watchman by going to warren-usa.com or dana.glensmith.com. This week we feature American Discontent. Faith and fragility, American discontent, fragility or frailty, is inest- instability or weakness. Faith is trust, confidence, and believe. While fragility can comfort your faith, Christians are to overcome this through Jesus Christ. And also perilous times, right side of God and history. Perilous times mean survival can be at any cost. In America, the good times, free lifestyle, and no such thing as sin clouds. The understanding of many, our technology, social sites, and our lifestyle itself, in many cases, are self centered. So go to warn-usa.com and Danaglensmith.com to read the latest articles by the Watchmen. And please pass them on to your friends. And now I invite the watchmen.
0: You're listening to WARN Radio on the WIBR WARN Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and DanaGlynSmith.com, and also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram and join us on LinkedIn.
1: Greetings, Danny. How are you doing tonight?
0: Well, I'm doing good. How are you doing?
1: Doing good. What's going on?
0: Well, there's a lot of stuff going on today, and uh, of course, in the news has been the pandemic, and uh, you know, all that that entails Um, around here. You know, there are rules and stuff, they've done a lot of things here but uh this phase of that pandemic is supposed to be over by the 6th of april and they're going to reevaluate it they're all talking about now trying to lift it uh, towards not quite so severe so businesses can go back to work the liberal dims on the other hand some of them were talking about keeping it closed uh, uh for a year or so well you know the bottom line of it is is that uh if you look at the coronavirus, although we do have a lot of people getting it in the big city, overall, as far as the death toll goes, there it's not even close to what uh, the flus have been. Nevertheless, oh, people do get sick and are incredibly sick and can die from it. So we, we know that, that it's nothing to mess around with. But uh, the head, uh, the one that kind of the the one that gathers all the information for the white house and works with all the doctors and everything there's a whole committee on it they have their daily briefing which even a local npr station over in uh... seattle decided not to run anything they're all liberal out there and it doesn't matter that npr gets a lot of money from the government and taxpayers these liberals figured they didn't need to listen to it but nevertheless uh, we do have a lot of liberal a lot of politics in all of this and the bottom line of it is is that uh, it would just make a lot of these liberals happier than you know what to have this thing go on and on through the election and have everything oh, destroyed yeah. and the economy gone down uh, and see that's I hope the thing it stops. Yeah, you can't give in to that. And uh, I have no idea what's in the bill they passed today, but Rand Paul and a few others uh, stood up and said there was an error in putting it together. Uh, They didn't believe it was done on purpose, but uh, they missed a finer point, which is a major problem. They're calling for it to be fixed. So, nevertheless, today we are looking at Evangelism Challenges Gospel News. We have a lot of uh, information, and as we talk about this, Evangelism Challenges Tower, there's nothing more of a challenge than being persecuted, killed, and imprisoned for your faith. Now we add on to that the coronavirus. Oh, I know. That's horrible. But the word you know believe it or not, uh even with us here, you know we are seeing responses on a lot of our uh a lot of our various podcasts that we have through our network we're seeing responses I'm um, reading of uh other responses through Christian organizations people are starting to wake up I mean some of them, not all of them Uh, So, uh, you know, we begin tonight in our Upfront series, uh, which uh, highlights some just short stories we wanted to bring to your attention. Uh, Mission Network News covered Sudan, and as I've said many times, um, back when God had called us to this end-time ministry, one of the first things that he put on my heart was Sudan and made it clear that uh, that was a focus. And I focused on it uh, a lot. Um, But, uh, you know, it was uh, Al Bashir, his first name, of course, is Omar. Um, He was a brutal dictator there in Sudan, and there was a lot of problem. A lot of people were killed, and there was hostages, and there was every other thing happening. And uh, Greg Kelly with World Mission uh, says that constant war and famine combined with other atrocities, uh, what it... What it did was divided the people. They distrust the government and each other, so it's really hard to come together. And he said that even places like churches, uh, spies used to infiltrate congregations and report other members, so right away you're going to be cautious of that. (laughs) And you know, tower, yeah. I think a lot of I think a lot of times uh, Christians in the West don't understand what it's like to not be able to trust anybody because we know in China, and this was news that uh, was on some of our feeds uh, coming in today was that uh, China has been sending constantly spies into various uh, their local Government officials and spies into churches uh, Demanding that they have cameras up front Demanding that they have a picture of Z uh, Prominently on the wall And to say the oh, allegiance to the Communist Party
1: That's crazy and,
0: and so, you know, you do have that That you, you've you got to be careful with What is going on And, uh, you know, here in the sudan you know you you've got a mess and and of course the one thing about this they they were talking about is that a lot of the people there do need help they need help equipping them with bible and training tools and things like this and uh world mission and that's who this was in the beginning and that is uh Greg Kelly, uh, you know, he works, uh, they work on the ground over there because you have a church that hasn't had a chance to get their roots down like they should. And so Christianity is, is just, you know, been virtually terrorized uh, by Bashir and persecution. They need a lot of healing over there. So pray for the church in Sudan. Meanwhile, over in Turkey, I find this funny, you know, um, today, uh, Tower, uh, and I'm going to get to this, but uh, it's all connected because uh, Turkey cuts water to northeast Syria. And next to Syria, we have Iran. In both places, we have not Iran, but Iraq. And in both places, we have Iran that is, you know, uh, you know, uh, involved now. Right. Iran to Iran today, uh, you know, cast out the Doctors Without Borders team who was there to help, and of course they uh, they don't need their help. They say, and uh, the problem we have with Iran, and this was another news story, is that there's about a hundred thousand Iranian. Uh, refugees that are fleeing what's happening in Iran and they're uh over in the Middle East there in Syria and Turkey wherever they can go not Syria and Turkey but Syria and Ara- Iraq uh you know 100,000 extra people that are coming from Iran that are trying to find something and there's nothing there and it's totally uh torn apart and it has war oh. and then we have Turkey in the northeast corner Trying to run out all the Kurds All the Christians, anybody else they don't like This has been ongoing for a while So now Turkey decided I know, it is It's absolutely terrible Well, see, they're cutting the water To 460,000 people uh, Living in one province Up there Now, according to, to The the article from ICC, they said that uh, Russia had made an agreement with Turkey to leave the water on in there, but apparently something happened. And so uh, now, of course, you don't have water. You're in a uh, arid state, desert-like. And, of course, you know, when we pray, and we pray for this region a lot, You know, you have Libya, Syria, Iraq, and Afghanistan. Every one of those are just death traps to many Christians. And you have a lot of lawlessness. And, you know, and what Turkey is doing is unconscionable. And it's just a mess there. So that's another area. If you look around at what's happening in this world, there is a lot of absolute um, suffering going on. And we're talking massive amounts of people and of course people in america ain't used to what's happening here you know we've got a lot of businesses closed down uh people are supposed to shelter in place pretty much they can still go to jobs if they're practicing social distancing but uh you know yeah, I mean, the next- of, there's
1: there's a lot of people out of work here in america because of this coronavirus and and we've never seen anything like this. With the shelves in the grocery stores empty, you can't find flour or, or toilet paper, paper towel. That's all hard to find. If you're there, if it, you're at the grocery store when the delivery truck comes in, you might be lucky to get one package of toilet paper.
0: You know, I put a post on our chat. It was a funny post. And the picture is the picture of a church. And the whole article uh, has a whole series of funny, um, you know, banner messages from churches that they put up out front, you know, get people to come in. This one said, join us on church uh, this Sunday. We have Jesus and toilet paper.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny.
0: I know. I mean, I just love it. You know, you need a little bit of humor. You can't go around in you the mully drums all true. the time. At least we can in America, you know, and the pictures we see coming out of the mission field over there, you know, people are not happy, you know, and even the kids don't seem happy. But, uh, you know, we've got some real troubles in this world, and it just pains me that we've politicized everything so much. Oh, I know. So when we're talking about evangelism challenges, folks, uh, consider those two upfront stories. Now, we have a couple of others. These are both uh, new shorts. The other one was Upfront That we wanted to bring to your attention Um, One comes out of Pakistan And the other again is in Sudan And let me do the Sudan one And just a quick note on this one Uh, You know, during all this stuff with Bashar um, Women uh, suffered immensely And because of the strict public order Um, You know, every woman had a certain appearance and behavior that they had to follow. And that's especially for females. And if they didn't, then they could get in a lot of trouble. They could get killed. They could get raped. They could, you know, a lot of things could happen to them. Well, according to the reports coming out of there, now this particular report is coming from uh, uh, Missions Online and uh, Mission Ministries Online, Mission Network News, rather. And uh, they were uh, uh, saying that uh, women are playing a greater role in this new sedan, and I hope it works out. Um, Yeah, me too. And uh, they were quoting a woman by the name of Ida, who is uh, in a leadership position. And uh, she says that... uh, Women have stood uh, stood up, started taking their first step. They're making good progress, moving ahead, taking up roles, and fighting for their rights. And of course, this isn't a new regime, so they're hanging in there. There's a lot of things that must be d- doing, and uh, and uh, so they're they're working on it. Uh, they say that women make up two thirds of the protest movement that ousted uh, Bashir. So wow. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad to see that. You know, in Nigeria, yeah. uh, is another place where the women need to stand up. But Nigeria well, has do. also also had an onslaught. Uh, Nigeria is just one of the ones that are facing massive locusts. But in the middle of this locust, there is having uh, coronavirus coming in as well. Mm-hmm. So these are all, you know, I mean, when you talk about challenges, you know. Uh, in Bible school, when we're going through that, we knew missionaries and we knew that they went to the front line and they took their whole family. They would live there and work with the local church and they didn't replace the local church. Uh, they worked to support the local church. And the thing of it is is that when you look today, you know, just going there to live, uh, you can get killed whether you do anything or not you know and so it's really dangerous over there and so if you know missionaries overseas people ministries working over you need to pray for them and you also need to pray for uh Samaritan's Purse and their hospital that is over in the northern part of Italy uh helping with the coronavirus of course that's where uh the Catholic Church has a major major impetus they've got a lot of hospitals over there And uh, so it it is, uh, they're facing quite a thing over there. That's where uh, a lot of retired are at over there. And in Pakistan, we have a young man, uh, age 18. He was tortured by his Muslim employer. And uh, he used sticks and an iron rod to beat him. Um, no. After he asked to leave to attend a Sunday worship service. Now we we talked about this last week, but the thing of it is, folks, is that Pakistan has an ongoing problem uh, with this uh, threat against Christians, and it and it, many we've reported on many people, many Christians, young kids getting killed over there by radical Muslims and even average Muslims over there and uh so uh that whole region needs to stop. but see, all these things are challenges. You can't go in there as a missionary into pakistan the the These local Christians are pretty much on their own. There's not a whole lot you can do about some of these areas, and that's the problem, you know, and that's the way the devil wants to keep it closed up. yeah that's right, and so um, I think one of the biggest things to come out of there really when we talk about uh... um, you know things that are tough for uh, evangelism and that is the conversion laws now we've seen these conversion laws in a number of areas and an anti-conversion law they use that in pakistan they use it also in india uh, the Hindus over there have, have used that to great, uh, to great success against the churches over there. Even when they're not, most of the time it's not even warranted, but they get accused anyway. We've seen uh, some of the people that we, we report on around uh, the whole of the Middle East. This is a common tool besides blasphemy is anti-conversion. Persecution dot com dot uh, org rather uh, brought forth a story of Hindu nationalists banning religious uh, conversions, and uh, we've warned about the BJP party, which is actually the party that uh, helped get uh, Modi in, who is the one that uh, met Trump not too long ago, India known as one of the largest democracies on the face of this earth, who has a guarantee in their constitution of freedom of religion does not allow it. And uh, NGOs and other institutions are converting low caste Hindus and masks uh, through intimidation threats and allurement. And, uh, and that's why uh, a particular party leader um, was asked to withdraw a public interest litigation calling for a ban for religious conversions. Um, many individuals organizations have started conversions in rural areas and the situation is alarming. The mass religious conversion of the socially economically downtrodden men, women, and children, particularly particular the scheduled caste and scheduled tribe community is on the rise in the past 20 years. And, of course, they say if it left unchecked, Hindus will become a minority in India. Uh, But, see, what they're trying to do, they use this against uh, Christians. And many times we find that Indian Christians are falsely accused of these uh, conspiracies, uh, where poor Hindus are fraudulently converted to Christianity. We've seen many, many uh, testimonies. Christians are only 2.3 of India's uh, overall population, yet we find more and more. uh, Well, let's see, that was 1951. But you fast forward to 2011, there's still only 2.3. But see, throughout India, you have anti-conversion laws already enacted so you don't have to enact it world, you know, uh, nationwide, because you have many, many, many areas in in India that are right now using anti-conversion laws to quell uh, any and all uh, Christians. And see, in this case, they can't go to church, they can't hold a service, they can't pray in their homes, they can't do nothing. Anytime they do anything, they're accused of trying to convert other people. And... We've been reporting on this for just uh, years and years and years now. And so when we talk about a challenge to the gospel, that's one of the, that's a challenge, folks. So yes, you know, you, if you can't even now see uh, in America, we can go into a house. And even now, you know, if you have too many cars outside and you're having too big a crowd and you're too noisy, you know, you can actually get in trouble for having church here in America. And we've had uh, people that were kicked out of buildings for doing that. I remember a story of a pastor here, uh, a guy, not a pastor, but a guy here in in America that uh, was actually killed, uh, kicked out of his townhouse, wherever it was, was, he was part in his building. He had a lot of neighbors, his apartment building, and he had Bible studies, but he got kicked out. Uh, he did file a lawsuit. I think he eventually won. But the bottom line of it is, I mean, this is what we're seeing. And so you have to weigh what the world is doing with the commandments of the Lord. The Lord said, go forth. And we're to go forth. And we're to give our testimony. We're to tell people. If 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 the nations and the states make laws to stop us, that doesn't matter. It doesn't make make a bit of difference. They can make all the frickin' laws they want to, but our job is to get the word out, and that's what we, we must do. You know what, Tower?
1: Amen. We have to.
0: And so those are uh, kind of an intro uh, in some of the stories we're looking at this week, and uh, be sure to pray for con- Continue to pray for all these. There's so many important areas, and there's so many people that are fighting the coronavirus into every one of these areas. Coronavirus is coming into, and even into Africa in the hot zones where it was said they, you know, they they probably wouldn't go there. Right now, coronavirus is is hitting Africa, beginning to hit Africa. So uh, this is this is not fun for a lot of them because they do not have the facilities. They do not have the hospitals. Uh, many of the poor can't afford it. it. It just can be a mess. So pray for them. But see, in this, this is a tremendous opportunity for those who have faith, for those who believe in miracles. And we report on some of these people. They're going around, and they are indeed praying and seeing miracles. So, miracles do happen. Yes, they so, do. You know, just because there's not a hospital and a doctor, remember, God can heal. And he can deliver. And there is miracles yes. and signs and wonders that were done by the apostles. It was done by Jesus, uh, Yeshua. And he said, greater things than these shall you do. So, it's time to step up, church. Don't be disappointed. Don't walk in fear. Walk in faith and uh just seek the Lord and look to Him, and you know, someone gets sick, pray for him, and believe God, rebuke that devil, cast it out. That's that yeah. coronavirus being a sickness. It's brought to you by a by a spirit of infirmity that walks the earth. And you need to rebuke that thing in Jesus name. You Amen. need to stand on the power and the cross of Jesus Christ. And you need to, you need to look to the Lord and step on the head of the devil and say, you're not going to cross this line, devil. And you, you stand That's there. Right.
1: And, and of course, and I, the, and I would add ahead. one other thing is to look to the needs of others, see what you can do to help Alleviate the suffering of others, it'll help get your mind off of your own situation if you're able to do that, you know, help others in a place where you can.
0: So it's important on the network that you go to our websites at Warren-USA and com. Now, remember, if you are overseas and living overseas, at the WYBR we do not send out any money or support uh, to anybody uh, through our ministry. We support ongoing ministries that are already on the ground. So if you need help and you can give us the location, if you're a viable church group of believers somewhere, we can try to contact some of our contacts and see if they can send someone to help you. That's about, that's what we can do. But, uh, you know, the thing of it is, is that uh, these groups are already on the ground. And uh, they don't, uh, you know, they're doing good. Uh, Samaritan's Purse is already on the ground. Right. There's a lot of others, you know, uh, that we know of that we have been reporting on. We know these, these people. We get emails from them. We know that these people are there, they're on the ground, they have contacts, and so just, uh, uh, but you've got to be, you've got to be listening to us, you've got to uh, go by our websites, we have also MeWe that you can go by there and find our chat, uh, hashtag Warren Radio and get on it, but just don't get on it just uh just to uh, beg for money because that's that's not what the solution is. The solution is we, we need to hook you up if we can. We're not saying we can, but, you know, we can, we will. I will contact them. I will send them a letter. I will find if we can find you something. But trust me, folks, we have had so many fake emails. We have had so many, I mean, the amount of emails that took our and I won't even give out our, our address anymore because when we did that to help people, they sold our email address and our ministry uh, and told people that we were giving away free money and, and that you know and that's what they did. And so we don't do that anymore. That was years ago. And so if you're in need of help, we can put you in touch with people that will send someone around to verify your situation. And that's all there is to it. Um, But no matter what, the devil's out there and he utilizes this uh, and gets in and causes havoc. And we don't do it anymore. We just simply say, if you can't listen to the program and if you can't uh, stop by our websites, then uh, you don't need any of our help. Now, there are people out there on, on the mission field that don't have any way to listen. We understand that. But you've got to be careful, and a lot of them probably wouldn't hear anyway. And we're speaking to those that do have a way to listen online. So if you know of people that uh, it may not be you or someone else, then you need to go to our websites, and you need to first identify yourself, and you need to also tell us what you're doing. And, uh, you know, you need to be a regular listener, though. You know, I get email from our regular listeners. I know who they are. And uh but if I don't know you, you know, I couldn't tell you from Adam. You could tell me anything and I've had people lie to me. I've had people lie to me on the phone, I've had people that refuse to listen, I've had people argue with me. Um I, I don't do that anymore. If you don't wanna to listen to the message, if you don't want to listen to us then go find someone else to help you. We're on here for a reason to get the word out, we encourage people to pray. And that's what we encourage. This is not a game. This is not something to entertain you. These are real lives that are at stake. And when I ask you to pray, when I tell you these things, these are things for you to pay attention to, to understand that in the time that you're facing the coronavirus, you can also think of someone else. While you're praying for your family, pray for others first. Pray for those on the mission field. Pray for those in areas that are detrimental and need food and clothing and shelter. This is what we ask you to do, and then, if you can, put money with your prayers and find a ministry that works on the ground, that has people there a legitimate ministry that has experience that has been around for some time and i'm t- and i 'm telling you for a while and I mean, if you talk about icc if you talk about Barnabas aid, if you talk about uh, you know, a lot of these uh, Samaritans first. I mean, these are organizations that have been around for a long time. So, uh, you know, just understand that's where we're at today. And so, uh, having said all that, um, oh, Tower, are, are you ready yeah. with yours? Yeah,
1: I'm, I am. Um, this is okay. Go uh, ahead. This is the story of uh, the bondage of sex slavery. It comes to us from CBN. And we've talked about this uh, pastor, this Texas pastor, Tony Brewer. And he runs He has a ministry that he helps these children that are being sold into sex slavery or forced labor. There's hundreds of thousands every year that this happens to. And right now, the UN officials say human trafficking has reached an all time high. This is a horrible situation. People have found out these wicked people and traffickers have found out they can make more money through human trafficking and slavery than they can selling drugs. So that's what they switched to. And so pastor Tony is, talking about what you can do. You know, if people think that they can't do anything, but there's people can do something. Um, And he said, God knows the Lord knows your limits. And he says, say yes to everything until you have to say no. And he and his wife, Leanna started this ministry years ago and they've mortgaged their house seven times in order to come up with the cash needed to support their child rescue ministry, um, before their ministry started to grow and they had minister ministry partners, it was literally him and his wife, and they were on their own doing it for years. And um, today, their um, ministry is Answer International. And they pay the debts of the sex slaves in Nepal, India, and Belize. The rescued girls and their children are provided food, housing, education, and vocational training. And many of the Nepali girls are trafficked to neighboring India. And each year in both countries, a total of 300,000 girls are forced into sex slavery. And Brewer places ministry teams on the border crossings to keep an eye out for traffickers and their suspected victims. He said they're literally profiling people as as they're coming across and going. And they look and they, why is that young guy going with that girl? Let's go talk to him. And rescuing girls, rescuing the girls is difficult. And it often leads to confrontations with the traffickers. You have to get in their grill and say, hey, what's going on here? And if they say none of your business, we blow the whistle, literally. The police come. We have a very good rapport with the police in Nepal. They come. They separate the two. We talk to the girl to find out what's going on. And they, the police and Brewer's team have to determine if the girl can be returned to their family. And he says many times, these little bitty kids, You ask, what is your mama's name? And they say mama, so they don't know. And there is no infrastructure there to actually find their parents. So this is a horrible situation for these children to be sold into that. Their lives destroyed and their childhood taken from them. It's really very disturbing. So if if you feel called, you can get a hold of um, Pastor Tony Brewer, and his ministry
0: it's, You know Troy, Troy Brewer Tower T-R-O-Y Oh, Troy?
1: oh That's I was what reading it, to Tony I'm sorry it's Troy Brewer Thank you for correcting that
0: You know in Revelation 18 when Mystery Babylon is judged One of the things that they were trafficking in as humans. <laughs> that that's something right out of the pit of hell.
1: It is. It is. It's horrible.
0: And when you think what these people are doing, they're taking usually orphans, people aren't connected to families, and uh, tricking them more than likely into following them, giving them food no. or something. This and is buying the, them you from know. Their-
1: Buying them from their parents, saying the child is going to have a good life and they'll be treated yeah. well. And they lie. Yeah, to the that's, parents.
0: A, that's true. We've covered that. And and there is no doubt. I mean, how low do you sink? I mean, these people are worse than a poor skunk. You know, the skunk stinks to high heaven, but these people are rotten to the core that do this.
1: They are. That's unconscionable. And, and when you do things like that, your conscience has to be seared.
0: Or yeah. Or to, yeah. to it. And be sure you'll pay. You will definitely pay.
1: That's for now
0: sure. You, now, you were talking um, about Nepal there. And, you know, another thing that came out, and persecution.org was talking about that. Um, In February this year, Nepal authorities deported five citizens. They were foreign because uh, they violated uh, the anti-conversion law. Now, more and more, again, we're seeing anti-conversion or do-not-convert laws. And so... According to the local media, they expelled two Japanese and three Taiwanese individuals for preaching Christianity. I mean, you can't even preach Christianity. Uh, And they were spreading Christianity, you know, and of course they were on tourist visas. Now, you see, this is a big thing. And way back during Bible school, they told us. That a lot of these countries where you can go as Americans, do not give you quarter to preach and teach. you can go in on a tourist visa or even a teacher's you know where you 're going to teach and that 's how a lot of them get it in but you can't you can't preach you can't teach you can't be doing anything like that, or you will be caught i mean this is old stuff this goes way way back. I- And so, in the world, we had those places that we called closed. Uh, China was closed. Russia was closed at that time. Um, You know, Nepal was closed. There was a lot of these that were closed. Uh, And, of course, in in their uh, constitutional language, no person shall convert another person from one religion to another. And it goes in detail from there. And... uh, Uh, So effectively, Nepal limited religious freedom when they adapted the nationwide anti-conversion and blasphemy law. So you've got two of them that came together there. And uh, so in 2019, they've already arrested 17 Christians over there um, and charged them under this blasphemy anti-conversion law. But uh I mean you think about it how many times do Americans go over there in ministries to do stuff A lot. You know do. Yeah they do. You remember that Chinese pastor that uh, was going over there crossing over the border uh and I forgot where he was going it was across the border uh, China's border and they'd go back into China and yeah,
1: pastor, uh um, I'm not sure how to say his name is it Chow or It's COA, John,
0: COA. John, John Chow. Yeah. And he's still in prison for that. And He didn't do anything wrong. He just went across and they. He's an
1: American.
0: Yeah, he's an American. uh, Well, he is Chinese, but uh, he's an American.
1: Yeah, I think he um, became a citizen and I don't know how long ago, but I, I, I haven't heard anything on him for a while.
0: Well, uh, I forgot who it was. Uh there was one of these uh, um of uh these ministries that had uh done a thing t- for him to be released. <clears throat> but there's been a oh, lot of them that
1: ACLJ was working trying to get him out.
0: Well, that was some time ago. This was recent. This was this week.
1: Oh, well, good. Or last
0: week, you know, that I saw that. But, uh, you know, the bottom line of it is, is that, uh, you know, it goes way back. You know, even when I was in the service, I've said this many times, but they warned us. When you go over there as, as a sailor, you know, I was a Navy man. And if you're in some port, you get in trouble. Uh, you know, when that ship sails, you're left behind, you're, uh, you've gone AWOL. It doesn't matter that that you broke a law or whatever you did. You know, you're in trouble. But uh, that's why they have a shore patrol in a lot of the most popular ports, so the shore patrol gets you and not the local authorities. That way, if the shore patrol gets you, they'll get you back to your boat. Uh, And, yes, in those days, I did get picked up by the shore patrol a few times. Uh, (laughs) And it's not a fun ride. Because the shore patrol is, is, uh, you know, they work for the Navy. (laughs) They work for, uh, you know, the government. So they're they're not inclined to put up with you. Yeah. So at any rate, well, those days we had uh, cross-dressers in the Navy. I got picked up one night in San Diego and there was a bunch of cross-dressers. Uh, I mean they were all dressed as women I, You know I wasn't near them They was across the van from me But uh, they were taking me Back to the ship I don't know But they were sailors Who had dressed up as women I mean that was going on back then Go figure I don't know what they were doing That comes under my Do not need to know category
1: Yeah TMI Too much information
0: (laughs) Yeah but when you're Doing that well thank god the lord delivered Me and uh you know Yes i'm
1: thankful uh, That he delivered us
0: Yeah well i was raised a methodist But somewhere along the line you get Kind of confused when you get in the service And you have a few other things but uh At any rate You know So that's nepal And of course we did we did Talk about the coronavirus But uh the thing I liked about this, I've seen this guy. We've covered him before. Open door, put a little short thing on him. And I'll, I just wanted to remember him. This is this is a guy, a Chinese pastor, who says the virus can't stop us. And I've, I covered him before earlier. So I don't He's need to Wuhan. do it now. He's, He's from, from Wuhan. Wuhan. And he said that, and he was one of the first ones to say it, that he was he had been pushed, uh, you know, I mean, alerted by the Lord, uh, you know, the Lord put in his heart that they needed to stand up. And it, and uh, that came the evening. Now, when I seen the story, it was uh, later on the day. But in the morning when coronavirus was hitting hard and got the news from Wuhan, uh, it was a couple of uh, days after that that he showed up, I think it was. But at any rate, uh, the Lord had put on my heart, told me how important it was for the church to stand up at this time, during this uh, virus, uh, and uh, and he he openly said that he said that uh, you know the Lord had put in his heart and they have to stand up and he did and the, the Chinese people, not just Wuhan but in other places, stood up. And, uh, so now all of a sudden we see this virus, according to China anyway, uh, coming to an end. Now, of course, we don't know how true that is, but, uh, Hopefully. you know, I, I, you know, I do thank God for these, uh, for these believers over there. I do. Because, you know, these are people that said, that's it. We're going to stand up period. And so, um, and, uh, you know, I don't know if he is, uh, you know, what kind of a pastor he is or what, you know, whether he belongs to the three-house church movement. Uh, um, but uh, at any rate, continue to remember China and the persecuted church there. Remember North Korea and the church there. So, uh, and also there's Hong Kong and Singapore, both of those uh, um Definitely are fighting this as well. Now, one thing that that we wanted to talk about because we're talking about this week relating stories and things, uh, evangelism challenges, uh, gospel news, uh, and one thing that you know I've I've had a lot of Catholic friends. I've had Catholic friends that were definitely born again and saved. I've met, I had charismatic Catholic friends that knew the Lord and, uh, and were spirit-filled. Um, and I also knew Catholics that if you tried to tell them about the Lord, uh, well, it didn't go very well. I mean, uh, to say the least, they're passed on again, the guy that I'm talking about. But uh, last time I seen him, he had forgot all about it. But there was a day that I really made him mad. We were in the basement and I started telling him about the Lord and what he could do. And he got mad. He banned me from his house for the rest of my life. Uh, Or maybe it was his life But at any rate, we went back there one day And he didn't think anymore But this was a long time afterwards So this can get really, really sticky And I understand that But see, when the Pope stands in front of a painting Of Maria, or or Marian They call it the Marian painting uh, He issued the the leader, you know, the Pope uh, And you probably heard this uh, Issued a prayer to Mary last week he referred to as health, as the health of the sick and uh, he wanted her to deliver the world from covid-19 through her intercession he then visited the basilica of saint mary major to stand before an icon of mary protection of the roman people uh, as well as the church of uh, san marcello al corso where he prayed before a crucifix that was carried through the streets during the Black Plague of 1522, all admonishing Mary to heal and deliver the world. Now, folks, I've had, like I said, I I even know people that, uh, um, even after they went to other churches, got out of the Catholic Church, and uh, came to know a normal Protestant faith, um, still would pray to the saints. Now, see, I'm here to tell you that um, John 14:13 through 14, and you can take just a browse through scripture like Acts and find out the truth as well. And he says, Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. It doesn't say Mary's name. Mary does not is not the co redeemer. That is a Catholic doctrine uh that's been there for a long time. Now, if you're Catholic and believe it, go ahead and believe it. I'm just telling you what scripture says. I stand by the truth. The truth is there is like first Timothy two five, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Galatians one six through nine says uh, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Now listen to this, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. Now listen to this, but though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. Now Catholics listen closely. You can get mad, you can get you can write in, you can do whatever you want to do, but the truth is the truth. The Catholic gospel that holds Mary as a co redeemer is another gospel and it is false. Period. I don't castigate the uh, the Catholics there's a lot of Catholics that uh, uh, believe in the Lord the proper way uh, but uh, the bottom line of it is is that you're going to have to make a choice one day as who who you're going to believe in and so and part of the remarks the English translation of Pope Francis it was this the first, paragraph O oh Mary you shine continuously on your journey as a sign of salvation and hope we entrust ourselves to you health of the sick you the salvation of the Roman people and I'm going to stop there well he goes on to say we seek refuge under your protection O, o holy mother of God do not despise our pleas now see this to me is an abomination it may not be to you to me it's an abomination those words Except on this newscast I, I'm saying this as a news But there is one Lord And one Savior And one God our Father And that's it And that's where I stand as a watchman You don't like it? I can't help it That's where I'm going to stand Come hell or high water That's, that's what we must do If you're a Christian out there You need to understand who you believe in Don't you think, Tower? Tower
1: Yes, that's right We want to be on the right side of the Lord You want to get off that fence Stop dilly dallying around
0: Well, you know That fence is a barbed wire fence That's why it's kind (laughs) of gets painful while you're Sitting on it because the Lord doesn't allow you To sit there in between Without giving you a good poke here and there To get you to wake up you careful that he don't stop poking you and start pushing you through tribulation to wake you up. Now, see, when I tell you that the Lord heals, he heals in his name, not in the name of Mary. Now, I've heard, you know, Catholics have their thing and they believe in all these idols. And, of course, they'll tell you they're not idols. But I'm not here to castigate the Catholics because we report on many Catholics who are getting killed overseas. That's the bottom line.
1: Yeah, the Muslims and Hindus don't care what church you belong to, whether you're Catholic, Protestant, Mormon, Baptist, they don't care.
0: Yeah, and the ultimate sacrifice is losing your life because you believe in the Lord. That's right. So, at any rate, there is a persecuted church out there, and it's people. Every race That there is That trust in the Lord Jesus Christ So at any rate We do have about Four minutes but I don't know if we have Enough to do this one tower
1: Um, Maybe we can talk real quick
0: Well this is uh...
1: Oh What one are you going to do
0: uh well the pakistan blasphemy thing we yeah, did talk about but that's an example of a of a couple who were charged
1: with blasphemy because uh this muslim cleric said he got yeah. a text message from the phone number allegedly registered to i can't say his name to the to the woman And then his lawyer said he also got the same message. Well, the problem is uh, they were arrested in July of 2013 for sending this blasphemous message through their text phone, but it was written in English, and they're illiterate, and they are incapable of texting in English, and they can't even text in their proper language, you know, let alone English. And so they've been sentenced to death. Well, they've been on death row since uh, April of 2014, and this, they have been separated. The man and wife have been separated, and they're in two different jails, two different towns, but uh, their defense team are confident that the Lahore high court will acquit the couple due to lack of evidence. However, as in other high-profile profi- blasphemy cases, judges have given in to pressure from fundamentalists and confirmed death sentences where there is little evidence to support such a ruling. You know, this is tragic. I hope that this gets um, becomes a major, oh, that they, you know, publish this like they did a Bibi. So that these people will get out of this. This is ridiculous.
0: Well, it is, especially because they're, you know, they're illiterate. But see, we've seen this kind of thing before. You know, we've talked that one couple that got murdered so many years ago and they had kids. You know, they didn't do anything. And the imam there got them all stirred up. This was in Pakistan and beat them and then threw them in the brick kiln and killed them. Uh, so we've been reporting on this for many, many years And uh, so this is what I say While we can do a lot of things uh, in the world politically You know, the thing that gets me The UN very rarely says anything on these things
1: oh, It's I know. like, the,
0: you know Well, we're going to have to be getting out of here pretty soon So we're going to have to go So Okay uh,
1: Well, thank you everybody for joining us tonight Wherever you do, whenever you do Or wherever you are And uh, may God richly bless you. We love you. We pray for your safety and your health. May God be with you and bless you richly for all you do for him. And look to him in all these these trials and trying times. He's there for us. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. And he's always available 24-7. Okay, we love you, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow night on... Down the shofar. No, on Battle Line. Sorry.
0: Yep, Battle lines.
1: Good
0: night, everybody. Thank you for listening, folks. Remember to check out our websites, warn-usa.com, This is The Watchman. We'll see you again. Shalom, everybody. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.